Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We knew that the Federal Reserve would announce rate hikes this week, and we were fully expecting a 50 basis point hike. Although questions were, and based on the back of that CPI reading, how much more aggressive were they going to get? At first, Ryan, it was all about paying attention to the language. Now, that's out the window. Maybe we might get 75 basis point hike. Yeah, I guess you could say your expectations were transitory. <laughs> so it's really changing day by day as we get more data. In fact, last Friday's inflation reading really giving more food for thought about what the Fed might do in the coming months beyond the next two meetings and further in the next year. Would it be 75 basis points even? That seems to be the latest in the market chatter yeah. for this week's FOMC meeting. To get a bigger picture, I've got Suresh Tantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Morning, Suresh. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, Suresh. Uh, let's talk about the FOMC meeting. So we have been hearing a lot of expectations that we could be getting 50 for this meeting and the next one. But it looks like we've got a couple of banks just moving towards 75. The likes of Barclays, BMY Mellon, Jefferies, JP Morgan Chase. Suresh, where are you leaning towards right now? Is that enough for you to move towards 75? I think for this meeting, Jay Powell has boxed himself into a corner. Most likely, we will get 50 basis point because uh, the Fed has already committed to that. The risk is that we get 75 in the next meeting, and that's what market will focus on. But for now, I think for tomorrow, most likely we will get 50 basis point of rate hike. Okay, so we've been watching this for quite some time. Market's just reacting to it right now with that sell-off and finally the S&P 500 heading into bear market territory, down more than 20% from its record high back in January. Now, Suresh, when we look at markets, is this buy on the dips opportunity or should investors be holding on to cash with the expectations or prospects that it might worsen? I think the buying opportunity will come eventually. But in the short term, I think markets will remain volatile until we get peak inflation. The expectation was that inflation should have peaked this month, but we are still getting inflation numbers higher than the previous months. So market would like to see some of the uncertainty being lowered, especially on the inflation side and bulk of the rate hikes from Fed behind us. So that's why today's uh, tomorrow's Fed meeting will be very important. If Jay Powell comes short of advising towards 75 basis point of rate hike, in that case, we might start to uh, see a rebound in the equity market. But one point that I would like to share with the audience is that mm. I don't think this is a time to sell and panic because markets are already down 22% this year and positioning is extremely light. If we get any positive news flow or not uh, expectations of 75 basis point rate hike from Fed, in that case, markets are likely to bounce back. So hold on to your position. And once we see some of the uncertainty being removed, then add on to your positions. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, we've been seeing markets under pressure for quite some time and 20% a bear market is just a number. So something to chew on. Uh, also, looking at what's been being digested in the markets recently has been all the talk around a potential recession. It might come next year, the next two years. So a lot of uh, divided opinion over whether we could see a recession. And if you look at the yield curves, it has inverted again with the two and 10-year yields. Suresh, why expectations for a potential recession? Is there enough to worry? We are seeing a 15% probability of recession in the next 12 months. Eventually, recession is going to happen, but the timing is also very important because 
from a market perspective, what we notice that historically, equity market does well until six months before the recession. So if we are expecting a recession sometime in 2024, that does not mean you sell your equities right now. Mm. So eventually it's going to happen. But for the next one year, we still see 15% probability than what you will hear in the market. And so, Rashid, with this backdrop, with so much pressure in the markets, how do investors play defense right now? Where should they be going for safety? Yeah, I think some of the ideas that I can share with the audience and investors is that look at the defensive positioning, for example, in equities, healthcare stocks have been beaten down despite the fact that they tend to be more resilient during a slowdown. So valuations are very cheap. And even if economy slows down, their earnings are not going to contract. So that's one space to be mm then I would also advise to start accumulating bonds because yields have gone up substantially higher. Now, the highest grade bonds like investment grade bonds are yielding more than 5%. So if you are an income-oriented investor, you can look at short duration investment grade bonds yielding more than 5% and just hold on to them till maturity. So you are going to at least earn that kind of return on your capital. And I don't think this is a time to hold cash because um, the inflation is still very high. So the cash is going to lose purchasing power. It makes a lot more sense to be in the market, whether it's equities or bonds, especially given the sell-off that we've seen in the last uh, five months. Mm, so as you touch on those um, rising bond yields, uh, that has helped to support the greenback to some extent. And we have in turn seen the yen weakening to a 24-year low. I'm just wondering, uh, where does it end for the Japanese yen? How weak will it get before the government decides, no, it's too weak to end, it starts to intervene? Right now, we are seeing it around 135 versus the greenback. I think it's quite possible uh, Japanese yen weakens a bit further given the interest rate differential. U.S. Uh, two-year yield is now 3.4%. On the other hand, Bank of Japan is not going to change its monetary policy anytime soon. Mm. But the risk is that now we are seeing more verbal intervention coming from Bank of Japan and also from politicians. And the moment the Japanese authorities change its monetary policy or they let go of the 25 basis point of cap on the 10-year bond yield. In that case, Japanese yen could strengthen from here. That's why I would not advise investors to trade in the Japanese yen uh, right now. I think it would be a mistake to um, expect further depreciation because the risk is very high. Mm. We are seeing it creep up higher right now against the greenback. 0.4% this uh, morning. Maybe some short covering happening there. And if you look at what's happening for the Australian dollar, it's quite interesting because we are expecting perhaps some strength or support with it being a commodities exporting country. And you've got the uh, metrics there when it comes to unemployment rates being the lowest in many years. But it is still down versus the greenback. And it's down so far this morning, 1.3%. For Australian dollar, Suresh, what's your outlook here? I would expect some rebound in Aussie dollar because Australia benefits from higher commodity prices. The recent weakness has been clearly driven by strength in US dollar and the rise in bond yields in US. But in line with that, the Aussie yields have also gone up. Mm. Australia 10-year bond yield is hovering around 4%, which looks very attractive for uh, institutional investors. I think at current level, Aussie dollar looks at buy. We are looking at uh, the currency moving towards 72 cents on uh, against USD in the next uh, three months. Mm.
Okay, potential turnaround for Aussie dollar. Of course, China will also be part of the equation when it comes to the strength of the Aussie dollar. We've been sharing with Suresh Chantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Suresh, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.